Welcome everyone to another installment of Afternoons with Podcast. Um, this podcast is sponsored by the Marcus Graham Project as always. I mean, our mission as you've heard before, is to curate authentic stories that reflects the intersectionality. Uh, we are very diverse beings and uh, we come from communities that um, we know that aren't monoliths uh, and we have experiences that, that stem outside of just um, just one identity that we carry. And this podcast, we want to really create conversations um, to top, topics that are relevant to our industry and to our culture. Um, and Specifically, this podcast, I will be talking about mental health awareness and also minority mental health. Um, and specifically, just a quick little uh, stat. Um, did you all know that uh, one in five people experience a mental health condition? Um, that's something that a lot of people don't know, but now we do. Um, and the month of July is dedicated to minority mental health awareness um, and highlighting the mental health conditions um, that minoritized and marginalized communities experience and the, and the importance of uh, recognizing them. Um, and mental health has always been in the minority community, um, in Black communities uh, alike, but until you know, 2008, it wasn't really recognized. So we really want to use our platform um, to bring awareness um, to the mental health um, issues that we have in our community and just being able to talk about our experiences when it comes to that um, and the trauma and all those different kinds of things that come along with it. But thinking about ways that we can cope in ways that we can really um, empower our communities to be better and you know talk about some stuff so before we get too deep into the topic um i would love if uh our team could start with some introductions we are here with the team super excited for another team podcast where we can really just talk so i'll hand it over to the team to start some introductions hello everyone my name is amarachi anozi i am the social media strategist of afternoon agency and i'm excited to be here and talk a little bit about minority mental health and really get down into it. Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. I'm Jackie. I'm the team's project manager. I am back um, for this week's podcast. Um, I am very passionate about, you know, mental health, you know, minoritized community. So this is like, you know, bringing it all together. Um, but yeah. And my name is John A. I am an art director on the team. Um, and I think it's important that we talk about mental health, um, especially from a creative standpoint, because it takes a lot of um, ooh, strength to be in this business in that way. Totally agree with John A on that piece. Um, and just to introduce, y'all know me, Rashid Owens. I am one of the brand managers um, for Afternoon Agency. Super excited to be here once again to talk all things mental health. I mean, the strain that comes with, of course, being in this industry and you know being being black and how that how that feeds into it as well. So, we'll go ahead and get into it. So, um, when it comes to you know telling stories and raising awareness about things. I really believe that it starts with us and our experiences. So I would like to ask the team, um, would anyone like to share anything or would anyone like to share their experience when it comes to mental health conditions? And that's if you're comfortable with doing that. 
Yes, I can go. So, um, I think a lot of times people think that your mental health situation or issues have to be severe to be classified as a mental health issue. Um, and it's not always, and sometimes it's underlying and you don't know that it's happening to you. So recently in February, um, I was just like, you know, going through my daily routine, although it was stressful, I had a job, I had 16 hours, like it was just like normal, you know? And one day, and I, well, I started developing like anxiety and all that, you know, that stuff that most people have, but I never really, um, took it into consideration because of my background. So I'm African, I'm Nigerian, and in Nigeria and like my culture, we don't really like, if you, you can't say that you have anxiety, that's not a thing. It's like, you can't even bring that upon yourself kind of thing. So it, I didn't really take it seriously. So I actually collapsed one day. So I was in my room and I was getting up to go do something. And I had just finished watching something and I just fell to the floor. Couldn't breathe, couldn't do anything. And my friend was with me and she, she thought I was joking because I'm, I'm a goofy person. So she was laughing. She's like, Marcy, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like, what are you doing? And I just like, I was just there. I was just on the floor. And so she rushes me to the hospital. Um, like, as we're going to the hospital, I'm starting to like be able to like recollect like my surroundings. And then we get there and they're doing all my vitals and stuff like that. And they basically told me that <clears throat> I had suffered a severe um, anxiety attack. I don't know how, I don't know where it came from, but um, it's, it was underlying. So things that you think are you know, your normal day-to-day -day process um, can have a toll on your mental. Even though you think it's normal, you be, may be taking too much on your plate or you may be going through stress and you just try to you know, overcome it. But sometimes you have to talk to people around you, you have to seek help. And after I realized that, I was able to start using my resources they gave me a whole bunch of resources from campus and I was able to use that so I just started seeking like therapy seeking help from my parents just talking about it and being open about it and trying not to like just sweep it under the rug as I was doing beforehand and that um I I would I didn't even know that about you Amarachi and like that speaks so heavily to like people don't always look that look like their experiences um because like you know we all we are all strong black folks in this in this podcast right now mm -hmm. never even think like somebody has been through something like that before um and that's and that's the power of really like having these conversations just to just to better understand each other um because like i had personally like i've had like college was such a hard experience for me because I just graduated in May. So um, it really got to a point where I just couldn't deal anymore. And like, um, it really took some time. Uh, my university actually implemented something called like campus care. And they're kind of like minute clinics where you could just like go to like a therapist or like folks from the mental health uh from the mental health office i mean they would be in like different areas around the university and like just talk for 15 minutes you know in between classes or whatever so i started doing that i um, mean i realized that it just really wasn't enough um and like just like you said like my anxiety is like super high like i get like nervous and like anxious about pretty much everything like all the time like i'm constantly like overthinking um so 
I definitely like wanted to expand the way that I like look at like my mental health. And it's not just like a one-off kind of thing. Like I really wanted to get on a regimen. So I actually went to my uh, school's like office um, and I signed up for like weekly sessions with Dr. Rich, shout out Dr. Rich. You know, he really was the, the goat. He got me, he got me, you know, into a much better place. And it wasn't even like so hard. It's like, you got to go in and like spill your guts. You just go in and you talk. Like you just got somebody who is unbiased, like, really there to like have a, a good conversation with you and that really really helps so um i definitely got to get back on it knowing that i'm not in school anymore i'm not i don't have access to dr rich um and it's been it's been a struggle especially like in this time being a part of the marcus graham project like i know that i need to get back on to get back on the saddle um and find you know somebody that i can talk to um just to make sure that i'm i'm doing everything that i can for my mental health because it's it's super important and I know what it can be like if I'm not I'm on my P's and Q's in terms of it. Yeah, so like you, Rashid, and Amarachi, I experienced some like very deep mental health issues while I was in college and dealing with the the stress of that and being the first generation college student and not really having people around me who could relate to the same struggles I was going through as far as trying to perform in college and do well and then set up something for my future and take care of myself it was just like a whole new space for me um but for for me it stemmed from pretty much the work that I had that I was beginning to do um I got an opportunity to work as a creative executive in college on top of all the schoolwork that I had um and so being like a black woman in that field Um, I was the only black woman in my agency. And so a lot of times my ideas were challenged or they were looked at as less than. And then when that happens, you start to question yourself. Um, You start to question your path, your talents, everything that you can do. Um, And that led me to have like a lot of anxiety. Like, am I even on the right path? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, Do I belong in this space? Because nobody here looks like me. Nobody here has those those same experiences as I do. and so, yeah, that was just like a really hard time. Um, and when it, it got really bad to the point that it affected the work that I could do and the relationships that I had with people um, on my team and my personal life, friendships, everything. Um, and then that's when I started going to our on-campus therapy office and I set up weekly, weekly sessions. And then sometimes in those sessions, I wouldn't even talk. I would just get go and it would be nice to just have someone to sit and listen to me while I cry or why I um, even just like said like random thoughts that occurred to me throughout the day. Um, so just finding that support where I could help me out a lot. Thank you for sharing. Um, this, I, I felt everyone, um, I felt this. Um, it's just, let's just acknowledge the fact that we're in a space where we can be vulnerable with each other and just like, you know, acknowledge what we've been through because we don't all have that. Like, I haven't always had the chance to, you know, come together with a group of Black creatives or a group of, you know, Black young professionals just to talk about mental health. Um, so my question to you would be, have you felt supported by your family or by your community? And by your community, I'm referring to by the Black community, the LGBTQ plus community, if you identify as LGBTQ plus or any community that you identify as, have you felt uh, have you felt um, supported by these communities? For me, for a while, I didn't necessarily share with 
the people who were around me. And that's probably why it affected the relationships that I had. Um, but once I did open up about what I was struggling with, with my mom and my sisters, like my mama, she really would just like sit me down and talk me through things. Um, and that helped me like see things from a different perspective, which gave me like a chance to actually breathe. Um, because I would say things like, dang, like my work ain't this good. Or like, I wish my work is, and my mama would be like, girl, listen to me. And so that, yeah, that's something, yeah. So for my mom, yeah, my mom and my sisters. I would have to echo that like crazy because my mom is low key, like the one that has like really made sure um, that I was like, push myself to like continue on. Um, like seeing like, and like even just talk, like even just talking about stuff because there's so much stuff like family and like relationships and stuff like I was I'm never I've never been a talker about like the things that I have going on in my life like I went like high school and college like both of them was just a mess but not like a mess in like a super bad way but like my mental health was just not what it you know what it was supposed to be and I was going through things and like just never saying anything even like to my friends like there was stuff that I didn't even say for the first time until a year ago a year and a half ago you know um and especially like being in the closet like being in the closet plus like having all of these things you know it's just like craziness I see uh Jackie shaking her head because like it can be so much to just bear and so much to just have stuck inside your head so like having conversations with my mother um and like starting low-key like last like like last like thanksgiving time or like christmas or like you know that kind of stuff like it was it wasn't even like uh hasn't even been a long time since we started you know talking more about that kind of stuff but even over these past months like you can see like the difference that it makes and like it's never too late to start having those conversations. I'm 22 years old. I'm only a quarter way, less than a quarter way through my life. And like, I got to make sure that I'm like continuing to do everything that I can um, to make sure that I, my, my life is fulfilled and like I can continue on doing everything that I want to do. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't start unless your mental health is in check. You can't do nothing, nothing. Exactly. And for me, it was just like educating myself on what I can do and like trying to take stuff off of my plate that I know I can't handle or I think I can handle, but I just know that it's best for me to not handle th those kind of things. Um, and also educating my parents because I remember talking to my mom like way back when and I explained to her, mommy, I feel this way. I feel I'm feeling, no, I don't feel good. And she would like kind of like deflect on it. And so after this happened, it kind of shocked her. So she started educating herself and I was aiding her in that education. So that was definitely um, a turning point for me. And ever since then, I've been, I've been all right. It's definitely a reciprocal process for the people that like you, you feel safe enough to talk about your mental health with because like y'all working through it together. Like, and I, and I feel that like heavy. So that's a great comment, Margie. Also um, taking that time to like, look at your life and figure out what it is that triggers you and what you need to do so that it doesn't trigger you anymore so that it's not a part of your life to cause um, those feelings 
And so for me, sometimes like I have a conversation with people and my go-to is just to remain like calm and grounded. And then that's just like my, my point of keeping myself in a place where I feel like I can create my best work or where I feel safe with everything that's going on. Um, yeah. So like for me, one of my favorite questions in the world or one of my, my favorite question in the world honestly, is who heals the healer? We're really out here like trying to heal the world or not just heal the world, but trying to fix this broken world, you know, you know, one step at a time through afternoon agency, you know, one design at a time, one brand management meeting at a time, one social media strategy at a time. Um, so my question, again, who heals the healer? Um, and what, the reason why I'm asking this is because like we're talking about these things, but what are our resources? Where do we go to cry? Where do we go to, you know, break down? Where do we go to take care of ourselves mentally? Um, so, yeah. I can jump in here. Um, and specifically with my experience when it comes to um, like going to like seek like help or, or you know that kind of thing it has been um, like campus resources and they're I wouldn't say that they're few and far between because like my school has like a really like dope department um, they got a lot of other issues, but they do have a really good uh, department when it comes to like helping students with their mental health. So like if there are students out there listening, which I know that there probably are, um, go to your offices, find, you know, those services, mental health services, um, and they'll, you know, I'm sure they will match you with um, a therapist. And I specifically requested a black therapist um, because like I needed somebody who could you know who could understand my experience a little bit better um and that's that's personally what i've done um and it and it's definitely helped tremendously but to your comment jackie about like us consistently like trying to like heal the world um it is is very labor labor intensive um constantly trying to you know do stuff to help heal communities and help um, bring awareness to stuff, all these different kinds of things that we're talking about. Um, and it, and it makes us, it makes us tired. It wears us out. It all the, all those different kinds of things, but it's the stuff that we love to do, but it's still work. And like, sometimes that work is just going to tear you down. So, um, you got to make sure that you got the right resources in, um, in place to make sure that you're not, you're not too off your kilter. And speaking of campus resources, um, I would advise everybody if they can to go to your campus like Department of Mental Health because you'd be surprised the benefits you can get. Like um, before I collapsed, before I had that incident, I was, you know, dealing with that until I would go to a campus um, counselor. And they actually, um, what, what should we call it? They like listen to my case and they, they do it case by case. So whatever your circumstances, circumstance is they will listen to you and help you navigate that issue so what they did for me is they actually um like gave me extended time on my exams they gave me extended time on my assignments they did they did a whole lot they even tried to schedule me free testing for adhd like they they took everything into consideration and tried to get me like the best help that they could possibly give me so you'd be surprised on what kind of resources you're 
um, university has and how much funding that they have that's available for you. Yes, I second that deeply. Like, use them resources because you pay for them, for one. Um, for two, it's, it's important and it's there for you. Um, but for some people who may not have those resources or for people who are at a different place in their journey, for me, um, it helps for me to just have personal projects on the side, even if it's like writing a short paragraph or a short poem or like taking a picture, just having something where you can release your thoughts, your ideas, your mind. Um, you don't have to share it with the world. It could just be for you keeping a journal. Um, but just making sure that you have like a release of some sort. Yes, release, word of the day, release. Thank you, Jami. So I just have a quick question for you all. Um, so what has worked for you in the past? What works for you in terms of like the approach? Um, is it, does the holistic approach help or does the medicinal approach or is it both? What has Helped you in the past in terms of like you know that's a good question um personally i've never used any like medication or anything like that for uh like the anxiety that um i experience um but there are definitely like people in my family like who do and i think that it's really about knowing having somebody help you, you know, to better understand your like situation and understand like what you need um, to work through all these different things. Um, and like when we, you know, you say like holistic, um, I'm, I feel like I like the more that I can, the more that I talk, the better it gets. Um, because like I said, like, I've never been the one to just like spill my emotions and like, because I don't want I don't want to, it's always felt like I don't want to belabor somebody with like what's going on inside my head because it's just, this is just all me up in here. Like, you know, like it's just, it's too much for me. So I'm sure it's too much for y'all too. So I'm gonna just leave it all alone. But there are people like specifically like my boyfriend, like who, consistently like listens to me like and he'll just let me like ramble you know just go because like sometimes I just need to talk I just need to let some stuff out I just need to you know just release release you know you gotta release it sometimes and just like Jane said like there's so many different ways that you can find uh find that outlet you know we're practice that self-care like that's it's such a buzzword nowadays you know self-care Sundays all that kind of stuff but that is real because like you can't always be work 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 or school 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 or like all that kind of stuff because we get we get wore out um so yeah it's definitely more holistic for me um but I gotta I gotta keep keep the lips moving but then also understanding when it's time for me to just sit and just be with myself um because that's like necessary super duper necessary yeah i would say for me um i just find like my hobbies are the things that really take my mind off of that kind of stuff so i just like try to get lost in the flow of my hobbies like i try to do like a bunch of different stuff get out go on adventures with your family your friends like just do things that will really take you out of that space and kind of help you reflect and like reposition yourself. 
Got to get grounded for sure, reflecting on your life and all that kind of stuff. And the short life that we have lived, but definitely got to take some time to reflect. So let's talk about what's happening today. You know, things are crazy from COVID-19 to racism being, well, I mean, racism has always existed, but it's on blast right now. Um, to like all these things happening um, within our communities, like, how are we coping with it? You know, every time you turn on the radio, it's like another black man shot. Every time you turn on the radio, you know, it's like all these things happening all around the world. So how are we dealing with that? Honestly, literally tuning it out. Like literally tuning out, checking out, deleting the apps. <laughs> um, I still try to be aware and do my research, but I don't try to... Um, get my information heavily from social media because I think social media can be very effective and informative, but it can also be dangerous um, if you spend too much time on it. So lately, if I feel like, like during the Black Lives Matter movement, when they were like, they're still protesting, but when it was like heavily, heavily on social media, I would literally get anxiety when I opened my Twitter because my heart would just sink because I would just see something new. It's always something new the next day another victim like so what I did was I just tuned out I found out what I could do signing petitions donating money did that and then remove myself from the situation and try to like seek out my information on my own terms yeah I would have to kind of like piggyback off of that um and then not even so much like all my like all my friends and they gonna know that I'm talking about them because like I don't have a Twitter and I feel like right now, like that is the best thing for me <laughs> because Twitter is just like a whole world of its own. Um, and like the constant, constant, constant information that is coming from that app is just too much. So like limiting social media use is huge, huge for me. Um, but then also like when it comes to like deciding like what, I want to bring into my hemisphere. Like I have the New York Times app and like I get like low key, it's like constant all day. They're just like sending me like articles about like what's going on in the world and like, you know, read the headline high key. And if I want to engage, then I will read the article. And if I don't want to hear anything about what's happening with that, no need, like just delete the notification because it's, it's always going to be new information coming at you, whether it's about coronavirus, whether it's about, you know, uh, whatever, all the other things um, that are happening in the world right now. Um, but just deciding like what will disturb your peace. And if it's going to disturb your peace, reading it, watching it, listening to it, get rid of it please get rid of it because I feel like people like want to just stay in the know, but staying in the know is not going to always make you feel good. And like, even if it's like celebrity stuff going on, because people love, you know, keeping up with celebrities. Like I don't really know what's going on with a lot of these folks nowadays. I had to, <laughs> for real, for real, to understand what the, the Jada Pinkett Smith thing was going on. Like I had to ask my friends, I was, I was like, what is, what is happening? And like, you know, you get filled in that way, but like that kind of stuff, I just like got to just leave it out of my, uh, my bubble because it's just, it's too much for me, especially working a full-time job, like a part of the Marcus Grand Project. Like it's kind of crazy 
um, trying to juggle life plus work plus stay in form plus wear your mask, like all that. It's, it's a bunch. It's a lot of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you both um, with like tuning out what it is that, ooh, that sends you there. Um, there's a quote by Audre Lorde that I want to share with y'all. And it goes, she's one of my favorite writers. Caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation. And that is an act of political warfare. So when you take that time to care for yourself, you not only are creating a space for yourself to heal, but you are fighting back against the people who want you to be down. So that's something that's very powerful to me and something I always try to remember when I feel like, oh, I could be doing more for this movement or I could be out at the protest. Um, yeah, that's, that's something important to preserve your energy, yourself. Yeah, that's important. And what you just said about like the the pro to like, you know, not and not having the access or like not wanting to do more, always wanting to do more. Um, but sometimes you just got to like take a step back and realize like this fight is always going to be here. And like the stuff that you're doing is like necessary. And like if if this other thing, if you can't do it, then don't do it. Um, and preserve yourself and that is and like you said that's an act of resistance like that is warfare against the the powers that be that don't want you to succeed and that want to throw all this information at you and all this stuff so that you can't really parse through it that's what that's what the real fight is I, I have so many conversations with people who are just bogged down with information upon information and don't know like what's what from you know all these different sources so I felt I feel that heavy that's that's a wonderful quote. That's yeah. You guys make you guys have brought so many great you know topics and so many great you've made so many great points. And I just want to ask you a question: What is the hardest thing about existing right now to you, considering your identities, considering your experience? What is the most difficult thing? about being you right now or existing in this world right now? For me, it's honestly, um, honestly, it's being black because <clears throat> it's like, I'm proud of who I am, where I come from, like, this is me. I know who I am. I've always been rooted in who I am. But now that this whole, like, the Black Lives Matter movement is being heightened. It's being amplified. Our, the voices are being heard. And you're seeing blatant racism happening on social media because of technology. Like before, they were not able to capture the cameras. They're not able to send out mass information. So now I'm like, dang, like, wow, this is the world we live in. Before, I was living in this world blindly, but now I have a lens and I can see what's going on. So like even going out to the grocery store, now I think twice, like, dang, like, do I even want to go? Like, do I, even, do I even need to leave my house because I don't feel safe? Do I need, need to leave my house this time at night because I genuinely don't feel safe? Do I need to skip this neighborhood and drive a different direction? You know what I'm saying? So just like being existing and being Black in this um, climate in America is so, like, uh, it's so stressful. Um, 
painful. Um, it's just so many emotions. So I think that's the hardest part for me. And it's just like, what what's going to be the end of this? Like, what's going to be the solution? Like, how are we going to fix this? And not knowing if that's going to happen in my lifetime or not, that's also really hard. Uh, I think the thing that, like, like you said, Amar, she is it's painful to be black right now but it's also one of the things that like helps me to know that i'm in the right space because i know that there are people who look like me who don't have the access to the work that i do or the people that i do and like being able to I don't know, consistently do more to make sure that like those communities the people you know who look like me can just keep on moving um, It's empowering, but it's also so stressful that we got to live every day in fear. Like people, and, and it seems, it seems so crazy to be talking about this and arguably one of the most, like the most developed country in the world that there's people out there who hate me, who hate me. They've never met me before but hate me for something that I can't control, an arbitrary characteristic, so common as the color of your skin, the, the amount of pigment in your skin, is it really baffles me that somebody who's never met me can hate me based on that, plus the other identities that I hold. And the fact that I literally need to go and live my life, I gotta go do my work, I gotta go to the grocery store, like Marcy said, I gotta go, I want to maybe want to go see a movie every now and again, but I got a fear that like, because I am living while black or living while gay or living while insert your other identity, that I should be nervous about that in the most developed country in the world. Like y'all, it, it, it astounds me. It literally astounds me. So I don't know, but it also gives me so much pride knowing that like there are people who like are looking to me or looking to us looking to afternoon agency as a light in the darkness because like we gonna we gonna continue to shake tables every day be audacious every day and like yes. it's, it, you Make know it literally <laughs> it's, it's a little scary but it's worth it because our ancestors have been through much worse like let's not forget that like let's not forget that that is very true i think for me similar to the rashid and amarachi um i think sometimes like dang is what i see on the internet gonna happen to me or anybody in my life like i worry so much about my brothers like if they tell me they're gonna be home at a certain time and they're not home at that time like i'm calling them like you good you safe if they if i know that they're traveling i'm like where you at you know, just always constantly worrying about them um, and their safety because I understand what it is um, that people view about Black men and how that can be detrimental to their lives. Um, yeah, so that's that's something that I worry about a lot, um, myself and my family. Thank you for sharing, guys. Um, you, you all made so many great points, like I mentioned before. Four. And I even you make me want to just jump into this talk. Um, but I agree with everyone. Um, for me in particular, I'd say the hardest thing about existing right now is 
just, you know, sharing stories. Because sometimes it's like, as a queer black woman who's like, you know, grown up in different parts of the world, it's like, you don't know when to share your story because in parts of the world, it's like, share your story, you don't know where you're going to end up or if you're still going to be alive. So it's like, when it comes to all of this, it's like knowing when to share your story. Because now I can share it, that's like, you know, it's always so internalized. So it's like, moving forward, what would you tell someone who's going through all of this? Like, for me, it would be, share your story. It's okay, just talk. But what would you tell someone who's going through it right now? Like, like what, what, would, what would be your advice to them? Be you. Be you unapologetically. And that is something that I'm telling myself every single day because I am not the most finished version of myself right now. And the more that I try to live in my truth, the more that I will become myself. So be you no matter who it is that is in your way. Don't let them put you in that box. Don't let them keep you in that one little space that they've been holding you in for however long. It's your, your talents will make room for you. Your, your, your abilities and your, and your livelihood, like all of those things will make room for you. So keep on moving. Just keep on going. Facts, facts. <clears throat> for me, I would say... God, um, God is my source of energy. He's my source of strength. He's my source of survival. He's my source of everything. So, you know, if you have, even, even if you don't have the best relationship with God, whoever you serve, whoever, whatever greater being that you serve, have a connection with that and tap into that and use that as your place of escape and solace. So that's mine. Um, Anytime I, I'm overwhelmed about life or I don't know how I'm going to cope, I just turn to God and he always got me. Yes to all of that. Yes. I, I would tell people to figure out what it is they need um, and to get to know themselves. Spend some time alone. Spend some time and some quiet time and figure out, you know, maybe it is that you need um, help from a from a doctor or maybe you need um, to find ways to release yourself or maybe you need to talk to someone in your family but just spend some time trying to figure that out um, yeah that would be my advice thank you so so much for sharing thank you guys for sitting here and sharing your truth um, I know this podcast is going to inspire someone and I, I just know it um, but for all, for all our you know listeners um, please please seek help if you need to um, reach out to mental health professionals. There's so many resources out there for minoritized communities. Um, we're now raising awareness about this topic, but seek help, please. Um, does anyone have any, you know, last comments, last, you know, no, just statements for, our, you know, listeners? Yes, go follow us on all our platforms. Um, on our Instagram page, I actually um, have a post that has mental health um, resources so yeah if y'all want to go check that out go ahead and check that out stay safe stay stay happy stay grateful stay stay everything <laughs> and where can they find these resources uh, so what's our handle what's our instagram oh yes 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 so our instagram is afternoon agency and then our twitter is afternoon underscore 13 and then you can also find us at itsafternoon.com and last but not least, you can add us on LinkedIn to expand your network at Afternoon Agency.
on LinkedIn. Yes, I love all of that. Uh, I don't think I have anything left other than a good goodbye. Thank you so much to the team for taking the time um, to talk about this very well-needed topic. Um, Thank you to all the listeners for always rocking with us. We're going to be here every Friday, every Friday on the Friday, talking about something new, something exciting, um, having a space where our people can come together to talk um, about things that matter to us is exactly what we need. So, yes, read the blog on itsafternoon.com I'm actually just plugged all the social channels we are always here reach out to us we are real people um if y'all listening y'all ain't never met none of us we are real people please we we love we love all the people check out our um agency podcast i mean this is the agency podcast afternoon is podcast but check out our agency playlists on spotify and on apple music as well um and we'll be here every week but other than that thank y'all so much peace out Afternoon out. (laughs) 17th is an organization created by Cleveland change agent Ashley Thomas. The mission of 17th is to empower the youth to make positive life choices. Mind, Body, and Soul Mentoring is a virtual camp hosted by 17th that teaches girls in the Cleveland area life skills while building social skills and lifelong relationships. If you would like to support 17th and its initiatives, please visit 17thwithaY.com for more information and follow Ashley at Miss Thomas Bow on Instagram. Please be sure to check out the organization's line of From Cleveland t-shirts.